What up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. And folks, mark this one down. This is episode 95, because maybe the dark clouds are parting for uh, WWE. We just saw a pretty good SummerSlam for a change. And uh, we're going to get into the main event and some of the surprises that happened. Uh, the boys and I were just chatting a little bit, and you, we're already seeing Triple H's creative at work here, which is awesome. We're going to get to uh, Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view <laughs> that was on Sunday, and we'll get to some juicy tidbits on AEW Dynamite and Rampage that took place this, place this last week, too. But before we get into the good stuff, let's introduce you to the good stuff. Over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal, my guy, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Spend my day working hard on the go, but the hands on the cock beep. Cock? Wow, I screwed that up. (laughs) (laughs) I like where this is headed. Let's just leave that in there. (laughs) No, 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 Because I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Oh, his new his new song was his new song was great. This is GCW. So oh, yeah. he had last night. It's fucking good. Yeah, it's good. We're leaving it in there with the screw up. That's a little shout out to uh, last night's MVP, uh, Jeff Jarrett. Double J. Yep. I I've said it on the show. I've said it to the boys. I'm not a Jeff Jarrett fan. Never have. I don't know if I ever will. But I did enjoy watching him wrestle last night. That's for sure. But we'll He's get to a that. Pros pro. Yeah, definitely. Respect. Let's go down to Bayview, introduce you to Mr. Matt Michelson, who keeps it freshly squeezed. What up, Matt? Suplex City, bitch. Brought to you by Tractor Supply Company. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to talk about um, uh, Brock Lesnar and his entrance for the main event uh, on SummerSlam. I thought it was just going to be a typical Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match, something that we've seen a million times, but I was very surprised. But we'll get there because we got to introduce the man, the myth, the legend. He's back. Oh, my God. Charlie Michael. How are you, bro? Not bad. No one will survive. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Champa. Not even that beard stock is on the rise. Yep. They say they're going to maybe repackage and push him, so. Should be interesting. Yeah, the beard dye is not surviving. Yep, thank God. It looks so stupid. It looks better natural. Grizzled. I mean, despite the beard color, being Miz's sidekick is never a recipe for oh superstar status anyway. Well, I read that they uh, they they like they like that he was willing to work with them. He's willing to take out anything. So pro. Yeah. Yeah, he's a pro. So yeah, he might be a W. I thought he would be an AEW guy, but he might be a WWE guy. One of those guys that just wanted to get there and then try to make it. So mm-hmm. he's got a yeah. chance now. He's got a good chance. Yeah. And I agree with you, Charlie. He does kind of seem like a WWE lifer, loyal as a dog. Yep. And, yep. uh, but you it's know, like why don't you put somebody that is there to just punch the clock, uh, with the Miz? I don't know. So it is uh... a weird pairing. So I'm with you too, Matt. So, it's weird, but we'll see where this is headed. Like I said, some of the uh, the dark clouds may be lifted in WWE. Uh, the creative has been lacking ever since, I don't know, 15 years, something like that. You've heard us rip it on the show if you're a longtime listener. If you're a new listener, we're primarily an AEW-focused podcast, but we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to lead off with a little WWE action. Uh, if you ch- t- tuned into last week's episode, we talked about Vince's resignation slash retirement. Um, and we spent some time on that, so you can go back and listen to that. And we talked about how Triple H's influence, what we're going to see, what's it going to look like, when's it going to take place. Well, we saw some clear colors um, projected in this last SummerSlam that took place in Nashville, particularly in... Um, 
the main event, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. So this is kind of crazy, guys. I never would think that I would utter these words out of my mouth, but I will go ahead and say, am I liking Brock Lesnar right now? Because <laughs> I was just like, I was, I actually finally saw the guy's personality and where, like, he actually looked like he was having fun and liked to be there. And he, it looked inspired. So, um, if y'all didn't get a chance to see the main event, try to, uh, watch it on Peacock. I mean, I think it was pretty good. There was probably one of the best Brock and Roman Reigns matches maybe that's ever been wrestled between those two. So, and there's a lot same of old shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And same old shit. Roman Reigns comes down with the Uso brothers, Paul Heyman and took forever, probably 25 minutes. I preheated the oven to throw in a pizza. And by the time I got down, the oven was preheated, ready for the pizza to be put in. And Roman was just say, just getting to the ring. So then I was like, man, if this is how long it took for Roman to get down there, it's going to take forever for Brock to get down. there. that's why I hate at these stadiums. It's just like, God damn it. Like, just get to the match. It's 25 <laughs> minutes of just pageantry. But curveball, it was like, you know what? I'm not going to walk. Turns around, there just so happens to be a shiny red tractor and a good old boy from the Midwest, the great Midwest here in Minnesota. Um, Brock Lesnar jumps on it and, you know, relating to the people. Country, you know, country... USA, basically, Nashville, Tennessee, crowd ate it up, gets up on the shovel, on the pail, or whatever you call it, the bucket, and, uh, you know, Paul, it's Roman Reigns uttered six words, uh, cool, champ, <laughs> then it was time for, um, you know, Brock to be introduced, well, he took the mic and he did it for himself, basically saying, you know what, Paul Heyman, I don't need you, man, everybody says I can't do this on my own. I'm going after it myself. And the crowd loved it. They ate it up. Popped hard. Brock jumps off of that bucket. And I I did watch this match back. And it looked like a Roman hit his head really, really hard from that leap off of the bucket. Mm -hmm. It kind of looked like he was pretty dazed. Brock was pretty... I mean, these guys wrestle pretty stiff as it is. But um, I, think, I think Roman wasn't there for the first two minutes of the match. Um, but... I've said enough. I'll let Matt take it away now. Uh, what do you think about this, Matt? I mean, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. I, I agree with you, Mike. I think of all the you know, 50 Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar matches we've seen over the last decade, this one is right up there with their first encounter at WrestleMania 30. I think it was 31 or 32, the one in San Jose. Uh, where they mm. first went head-to-head. -head. That was a super physical match, and I think that's what made it really stand out. And ever since then, they've tried to just recreate the same match. Hasn't really worked out. They finally said, you know what? Let's try something a little different. And like Mike was talking about, tractors. Uh, why not? Apparently, Brock owns a farm in Saskatchewan, and that's where he lives most of the time. So it was interesting how WWE decided to play into Brock's actual personality for this match. You know, he looked like he was genuinely having a good time. He drove mm -hmm. the tractor to the ring wearing a cowboy hat and a flannel shirt. Um, but then he just and went. That tractor was huge. I was worried about some kid getting impaled with that bucket. Like, <laughs> if he didn't, if he didn't execute that properly, huge liability. There was a lot that could have gone wrong for sure. Um, a couple spots from the match that really stood out. Uh, obviously driving the tractor to the ring. These guys brawled all over the place. They were in the ring for not much of the match. Um, the spot that I'm pretty sure everybody's talking about, and for those of you guys here on the podcast and for those of our listeners tuning in, if you haven't seen the match, go back and watch it. Um, and don't listen to this next part, but basically the big spot of the match is Brock is doing tractor stuff with Roman Reigns and dumps him out of the bucket of the tractor into the ring. That was kind of cool. But then he proceeds to drive the tractor into the ring, push the ring five feet, and then lift the entire side of the ring up. Roman topples over and rolls downhill out of the ring as it's being nearly flipped over. Um, <laughs> it was almost a really interesting twist on the classic Big Show broke the ring and the ring collapses spot. Um, but... Right. This was something we've never seen before, and it really made the match a lot more interesting. I think once that happened, 
you knew you were watching something special. And I, I think after that spot, though, the match ends um, a, a few minutes after, I would say, where Brock and Roman are trading bombs. Brock keeps getting knocked down, but he keeps getting back up, takes a shot from the belt, takes a shot from the other belt, um, takes the briefcase to the head. Austin Theory runs down at one point and tries to cash in, but they just cut him off at the pass, thank God. Um, and eventually, after like four tries, Roman keeps Brock down with help from the Usos, they bury of him course. in rubble from the announce table, and that's that. Um, not the best ending, I think, after the rest of the match. Honestly, they could have done a title change in this match, and the crowd would have erupted. I mean, they were just building and building and building. And, of course, they take the wind out of your sails every time for this you know, manufactured, historic title reign of Roman Reigns. So, all in all, phenomenal match. Um, but in true WWE fashion, the, the finish was... Not what I was hoping for, but I guess I should have expected. It is a good start, though. It's a step in the right direction. Like you said, Matt, it looked like Brock was uh, more inspired, more happy to be there. He actually sold, you know, moves way better. Usually these guys are just kind of, I don't even know if they really enjoy working with another. Seems like both of them are there just for the money, and they just go out there and punch the clock but it looked like they actually tried to put on a good show and yeah that ring spot i've never seen anything like that before that was different i mean there's been millions of matches wrestled over the course of history but that was something i've never seen which is awesome none of us have um so it, it that to me says that they're trying at least they're they're open to something interesting like that so yeah, Steve, did you have uh, something? I had, I saw you had your hand up for a second there. Oh, I didn't. No, I, I mean, in <clears throat> true uh, transparency. I didn't watch it. I watched highlights on uh, um, social media this afternoon. But uh, so I mean, I got the gist of it. But no, I mean, Lesnar, say what you want about him. I found even when I used to watch WWE, he, you know, he wasn't afraid to sell or kind of get into it. I mean, this one was a level beyond in terms of his personality but um yeah i don't know i don't know if his motivations or his heart is quote unquote in it but he i mean he he, he do he does what the company wants him to do because they're paying him really well and uh mm -hmm. yeah hopefully we don't see any more of these two but hmm. this one seemed like they at least found a way to make it unique which i didn't think was possible anymore well they were basically just the two big pieces that they're they're able to still like sell to the fans. I mean, they basically shred their roster down the the bare bones and just you know uninteresting characters. Well, um, and that's the thing about WWE and like the way Vince and the company have left it. Um, you know, we have I think a fair degree of confidence in Triple H that he's gonna write the ship, but. They don't have any real stars. It's like, and it's been that way for a while. So he's gonna have to. This it's gonna take time to build the next, you know, the next dependable people. So he's probably gonna for a while have to rely on Roman and Brock and uh, yeah. what's his name McIntyre. These ones that mm -hmm. the few that Vince bothered to do something with until they start building up the next level. Yeah, I mean, a guy with the name of Madcap is like on the upper half of the yeah. mid card, which is scary. What is that name? Madcap anyway. I've never heard that name before. Is that supposed to be like, anybody know anything about is this that? Like goopy. Like, where, goofy what is or, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the term is supposed to be. Is it just like angry hat? Wasn't madcap is amusingly eccentric is the definition. <laughs> that sounds like something Vince would be all about the guy who wanted okay. to do something mighty mouse related in the, in the 2020s. <laughs> <laughs> well also we were just saying that they don't have a lot of stars they did bring some stars back in the opening of SummerSlam I didn't see this but I did see the highlights so they brought Bailey back they brought Dakota Kai back and they brought Io Shirai now known as Io Sky back mm -hmm. so and in the case of like Dakota to... Kai she was actually she was no longer with the company right right it actually right. cut her yeah she got let go did he, was Io let go as well I can't no, remember. I don't think so, but I think the rumors were she was leaving. Yeah, she was never gotcha. let go. I but she hasn't been on TV at all, so I was kind of surprised to see her. 
Um, right. And at the same time, I was super excited to see her. I, I think the opening match to this SummerSlam was pretty good. Bianca versus Becky Lynch was a solid match. It, I don't think it was their best match, um, but it was still solid. And I think they did a good job of carrying over the story from last year at different points. But the post-match angle where Bailey returned, and then we saw Dakota Kai come out, and then Io Shirai, um, it definitely made me think of this is WWE's response to All Out 2021 with, you know, a triple debut in this case, even though everybody's just returning. But still, it was really exciting to see. It's really good to see that Triple H is taking WWE's women's division seriously, at least more seriously than I think Vince was near the end. But yeah, so hopefully this is a sign of things to come. I thought Becky Lynch's outfit was horrendous a lot of her uh wardrobe has been horrendous she looks like like that um that x-men villain that throws the fire and stuff like that (laughs) uh it's like the boss on the x-men arcade game on the first level i don't know what the name is flamethrower or something like that but yeah not good sounds like she separated her shoulder at SummerSlam though oh did she becky yeah shit hmm well, they brought back Asuka and Alexa Bliss with Bianca tonight, so I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get more of these stars in the mix uh, going here. And, yeah, this was the first time I actually tuned into Raw after a big pay-per-view because I wanted to see what they were doing, and I don't know. Looks like they're trying, but I don't know how long my attention will hold. And speaking of uh, holding one's attention, it was pretty tough during that Ric Flair last match um the whole pay-per-view was pretty awesome we took we ran down the card a couple weeks back um i wasn't able to see it because i was celebrating with my wife for her birthday over at my parents house but i was able to get home and check out the main event and we'll get to that but um yeah do you charlie did you get a chance to watch the the like the whole show or just some matches or what were the highlights for you it was it was a solid card. Um, uh, Morrison and Machine Gun and the Wolves were good, really good. Gresham and Alan Angels, uh, Takeshita and Nick Wayne. It was a short match, but solid. You know, I you know Gresham's great. You know, the only thing is his height. You know, but he he did good. Uh, another sleeper of the show was um, Pillman and Brock Anderson wrestled the Rock and Roll Express. Brian Pillman is being underutilized in AEW. He was really good. He looks awesome. really good. They need to let him work more. Or maybe I should yeah. watch Dark or something. But he was pretty impressive. His body's gotten better. His ring work mm-hmm. has gotten better. He was really good. But the but the match of the show was uh, Bandito, Laredo Kid, Black Taurus, and Phoenix. That oh, was yeah. uh, that match was off the chart. If you can, if you can. I'm sure that match. If you look on YouTube at some point, it'll be out there. That match was great. Tony better sign Bandito. Bandito looked great. He, yeah, uh, that guy's awesome. He looked great all weekend. Cause I watched the GCW show. Was it Friday night? Or, yeah, I watched the GCW show Friday night. He looked good. he looked great in that match um, against Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver is an up and coming star in GCW. He's gonna get signed somewhere. He's He's tall, lean, putting a little muscle on. He's going to be a star. I, it was just the whole card was just solid up until Ric Flair came out. Everything was great. <laughs> it was a great show. It was a really good show. It was produced well. Um, it had the retro feel. They had a lot of cameos. Jerry the King had a fucking killer segment. He didn't have to do his WWE shit. So they were just uh-huh. ripping. They were ripping. Flair was him. Jeff Jarrett, Jerry Jarrett in the, in the locker room. It's fucking hilarious, dude. It was great. It was like, fucking, dude. It's like, um, it was, it was King was just killing it, dude. It was good. It was really nice. good. It was a good show. It was like, it was a great independent show. You know, it, was, it wasn't on the original all-in all, all in level, but it was probably mm-hmm. one of the best independent, out of nowhere, StarCast shows produced. I'm sure, like, I heard talk today that, I'm sure Conrad will try to produce another one. It'll be interesting, though, because he had a lot of help. You know, there was he was able to use AEW talent and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I don't know if AEW, TNR will impact and um, MLW. ML, yeah, will they lend him their guys going forward? GCW probably will. 
they had a big mm-hmm. they had a big uh, effect in the battle royal, but um, or the bunkhouse stampede or whatever they call it, bunkhouse stampede. Bunkhouse but it was stampede, um, yeah. yeah, but it was it was a good show, man. It was it was solid. It was solid. Yeah. Just seeing uh, Jacob Fatu looks good. I I forget what he did. I can't remember why he's why WWE wouldn't sign him, but they need to sign him too. Someone needs to sign Jacob Fatu. He's good for a big man. He is incredible. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was a good show, man. It shows that there's a lot of good wrestling that people aren't seeing that you know that you aren't seeing. It's you know you guys can get on the WWE train, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of a lot of better stuff out there. Well, yeah, oh, I'm not ha- I'm not happy on yet. <laughs> I'm not wasting my I'm not giving those guys five hours of my week watching their shows until right until, until they start proof. Si- yeah yeah until they start signing guys that are interesting because what they have now is the same it's the same old shit they don't got they let right. all their good guys go they're gonna have to they should try to bring cross back cross look short match but he looked pretty good him and scarlet mm. looked good together he grew his hair out i'm sure he'd shave it again if he comes back but they need to try to get him but i don't know what kind of deal I he's wonder, got with mlw and so, i wonder if gargano is gonna stick come back Oh, he probably will. He'll sign. I'm sure he'll. Kim and Candace will come back. It'll yeah, be a nice little boost, boost for him. He's a big fan of Triple H, I know. So yeah, now that Triple yeah. H a lot of people are. And clearly making changes. He, I gotta believe he's coming back. That's but real- I'm glad the the good thing is that Tony locked all those guys down and has Regal because if Regal was free, Regal would be right back there right now. Mm. He would good be point. gone. So that's a great thing that Tony got all snagged all those guys up when he did because. I guarantee, because Regal was a guy he'd go he'd go to all the shows he'd go to um, uh, uh, PWG and all the independent shows and see the guys and tell them what to work on and what guys to sign and stuff like that because he's greatest scouting talent and so it's good that they, they it's good that they it's got him they locked them be, in mm-hmm. it'd be trouble it'd be trouble because there's a lot of there's a I'm telling you I watched that GCW show and I've been watching them a lot this year and a lot of guys in that show are getting better like i said mm. like pillman i was really impressed with pillman pillman looked great jordan That's oliver great. looked great play christian looked great play christian was a guy that was in it in and in, in, um nxt that they cut and they should have kept and he's good and mm. he's in gcw and he's he's an independent guy at some point i bet they try to snag him because he's young and he's a good worker he was in. He was already in their system. So, there's uh If he snags up some, if he does another raid of the indies like he did with NXT, he can build that thing up. But he's gonna have to get some guys in there and bring them in though, because what he's got now isn't interesting to me. So, you know? Mike, not to steal your segue, because I feel like this is where you were about to go. But Charlie, a minute ago, you were talking about how phenomenal pay per view, top to bottom. I haven't seen it yet, so now I really want to go back and check it out. But you mentioned. Uh, until Ric Flair's match. So talk us through, I guess I haven't seen or heard anything about it. I guess <laughs> what what do, what do we need to know about it? Like what he happened? just looked he looked old, man. He came <laughs> out. He just looked old. He looked like an old like I'm sure like mm-hmm. most of us saw the training videos. Mm-hmm. He looked great. Because it was like one that, or two moves. Yeah, and I guess at some point he got hurt. He hurt mm-hmm. his foot because he'd been saying it. So he got hurt. He was moving slow to the ring. He needed help getting in the ring. And then I think, I think the main thing is he took a, a suplex and he was pretty much over, dude. He was laying, he was laying on the fucking ground most of the time. It was, it was, I was like, yeah. You know what this reminded me of? It's like if Ric Flair was in jail for like sentence to life or something and like this was a pay-per-view of like criminal inmates and it's like flair get out there and wrestle for the rest of the inmates it's like a yeah. guy who's been on death row forever it was, they, rough. It was like made to roll out there and wrestle and i talked about it on the stream last night like when he or on our thread last night when he held up his hands or his arms oh, they just look like bat wings or just two little scrotum sacks whereas at least he wore a shirt <laughs> though yeah, it's just, even even the shirt couldn't hide his saggy. No, shirt. it's like I mean, he's got old man. He's got he's got the legs of a seventy some year old man. Oh, too. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't look good, dude. And it wasn't. It's kind of like if you look at Sting, you look at DDP got in the ring that in the show that night and did a diamond cutter. DDP sixty six. Flair's like six seven years older than him, and it just shows yeah. 
that Flair didn't take care of himself like he should have. Because he could have looked better. But he still said he just looked fucking shitty, dude. He looked shitty. His chops were his chops were weak. They were like standing there feeding him and they were just it was, it was insulting when yeah. uh, they were selling those chops. It's like, are you yeah, insulting our intelligence? Yeah. This is, or, that's pitiful. No, no yeah. sound, no nothing, dude. And the worst part of it, too, is because the last day, like, like most of the weekend, I finished up the um, Ring of Honor show. And, like, you see, like, uh, Jay, or Mark Briscoe laying his chops in because he's got huge hands and he gets a big sound. Mm-hmm. And then you see Flair doing these chops and there's no sound. It's like... Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Everybody's just, passed them it's by. It's just horrible. Well, it's just, that, it was bad, dude. That last sequence, all he had to do is put a figure four on, and he couldn't he do could, it. Dude, they had to pull. If you watch the end of that match, he couldn't stand yeah. up. He couldn't even get out of the ring, dude. It was, it oh. was, it he was like, bad. He legit dude. looked like he might be dying in that match. They tried to give him that championship belt again, and he just kept walking away from it. He didn't even know like to hold the fucking belt. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know what was going on, dude. They tried multiple times to give him that belt. He finally got it at the end when he got off the ramp, yeah. but it was he was just he was out of it, dude. He was out of oh, it. Oh man. That he there can be no pretenses in that dude's head that oh. he could do that again. No, no, I think he, he I think he, he could not do it. I think it. he I think he I think that match showed him that hey, this is this is it, dude. Because he looked rough, yeah. He looked horrible, dude. He couldn't be feeling question, question for you guys. Charlie, you just mentioned that maybe Conrad might do another one of these kinds of produced shows. We saw uh, Undertaker, Mick Foley, Brett the Hitman Hart, Ringside. They were there to support uh, Rick. That's awesome. Yeah. But And they were sitting right next to Conrad. So maybe Conrad was like, hey, this kind you know. I bet you guys could do it better. So maybe we'll have an smart. Undertaker last match. <laughs> bet Brett the Hitman Hart last match. Who knows? Yeah, do you think that's yeah, even Brett, a possibility? Yeah, Brett, Brett can't wrestle, I think, because of the Goldberg stuff. He got hurt, I think so, Yeah, and oh, I think... An Undertaker's under a fucking contract with the WWE. He can't wrestle. Mm-hmm. He's under, a, like, a, whatever that... Con- one of those contracts he's under. Mick, Mick could, but Mick's not. Mick's... He's a wreck. Mick's, Mick's not wrestling anymore. Yeah, the difference yeah, okay. between them and Flair is they're self-aware. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. see Mick, I mean, Mick, you can see how Mick walks. Mick is yeah, we saw him at body, that Starcast. Yeah, his body's beat up, and you know, I saw him at that when he was here in Milwaukee. What a few last uh, few months ago. Oh yeah, at his show, and he was he was you know he looked good, but he just he can't wrestle. I think um, it's the same right. case for the Undertaker too. I mean, he has talked about how he would do a WrestleMania match and spend the whole year getting surgeries, recovering, and then training again, getting ready again. So I yeah. doubt at this point he wants to go. It's not worth it. Yeah. Why? And then after seeing that, it's like, why, why go yeah. in there and look like that? That should be a cautionary tale for anyone. Yeah, exactly. Wrestler. Exactly. But yeah. it's like a but, cautionary tale for save your money. I guess, <laughs> I guess, you know, to, to Conrad's credit, you know, he put on a hell of a show. They got 10,000 people. And those people, thank God they had a good undercard because if people were, if people's, if people went there just to see the flare thing, they'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, they, they, they went home yeah. seeing an awesome show. They say, yeah, exactly. They saw a great show. Like, but like I said, Conrad, he knows what he's doing. Like, all the star cast stuff was great that we went to. Yeah. The, ma- the matches he had last night were, were great. I'm sure. The Starcast stuff, the panels he had this year were great. I'm sure because a lot of them, I was like, man, they look really interesting, dude. You know, I was hoping that I could find them on the stream, but I couldn't. I couldn't find them. But um, but yeah, you know, if he came back to Chicago and piggyback on All In, I'd do it again. But I'm sure he he can't because All In does their fan fest stuff now. Oh so yeah, they got their own they deal. Yeah, they don't need him anymore. <laughs> It's like why get why 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 let him make all the money when we can do it ourselves? Exactly. Like, you know? Charlie, you crushed that uh that wrap up. Thanks so much for that. I mean you you killed oh, yeah, it with buddy. all the up and coming talent and fans are gonna oh, love yeah. this, so there's good some stuff, good, man. Oh. there's a lot of a lot of good young guys coming up, dude. I was I've been very impressed with like what's when's the next generation coming. Like you say too, I don't know if you you guys heard about Nick Wayne too, Nick Wayne's He's when he's eighteen. He's gonna have a uh, AEW contract. He's tall, skinny. Kid's incredible for being seventeen. He's incredible. Yeah. So smooth, so fast. 
he's gonna be he's gonna be a star too. It's awesome. it's good that Tony locked him up. He's gonna be good. And you know, we talked we alluded to it in the beginning of the show, but special um special credit goes to Jeff Jarrett. That dude's like yeah. Helped save yeah, we didn't that even match. get to that. Did you did you see really the beginning good. of the match, Mike? When he came, you didn't see when he came out, did you? Yeah, dude, I just that, got home. That dude was fucking working the crowd, <laughs> dude. He was ah, uh, he was getting. I don't know if there were plants, but he was like, "I'll kick your ass and fucking with yes. people." And also, props to his wife. She had a segment with um. Yeah. Uh, dude, and just like I'll fucking I kill believed you, it. She did duh. They did good. I believed they were, it. They were doing the best heel work. They did the best heel work since Christian, dude. They're yeah. Jeff Jared and his wife are the second best to Christian. Jared and they, they were killing it. They were killing I thought that it, spot I thought that spot that you just referred to between um yeah, Karen and um They were going at it, dude. I was like, is this real? Like for a second. It was crazy, dude. Because I don't know the story with them. But I bought it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she's his daughter and he's she's married Mm -hmm. the blonde's married to Conrad, so that's as much as I knew, but I didn't know if there was actual like real like beef. I doubt it was work, but it was yeah, there isn't but it was work, but it was great because it because it worked us, you know, and that's because that's the best work in Conrad's you know? podcasting empire. Jeff Jared's one of the guys he does yeah, a podcast exactly, with, so exactly. I mean they're tight. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. They they all get along, dude. But it was yeah. but it was great though. Like I said, the only thing that sucked was Flair <laughs> looking old, dude. Everything oh. else was great. Like Andrade, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jared mm-hmm. looked look young. You know, and he's he's my age, and he was fucking working his ass off, looking good, and it kind of. To to the detriment of the match, those guys look so great, which made Flair look even ten times worse. You know, one of those people so is not like the it's other. It's kind of like a double edged sword. Yep, right. Yep. They they had to slow down, sell, and move, get in the position for him to do stuff because dude, they, it was a. I rack. think Jarrett saw the writing on the wall. Remember when he walked back up the ramp, like I'm out of here. I'm not fucking with this match anymore. It's just the classic old thing. Maybe I mean he's like, wow, Rick looks pretty bad. He was working the crowd to make the match. That's why he kept doing that to make mm-hmm. the match longer. Because you want your main right. event the longest match. So he true. did all his true, true. good working to make the match longer. So you know he just did all the old school shit that nobody does and nobody knows how to do anymore Mm -hmm. that works that makes it look real you know the shit that made it look real you know jared uh for those of you listeners who tuned into SummerSlam, and we know we touched on this a little bit ago jared actually was also the special guest referee for the tag title match between the usos and the street profits um another match that i would highly recommend going back and watching um the street profits were on a whole nother level in terms of like the smoothness of their moves, the selling, mm-hmm. the end of the match, just the facial expressions. You know, we see a lot in WWE where, you know, you get a two count and you look shocked like it's the end of the world. Montez Ford did one of the best jobs of the night, making it look like he genuinely did not know like what else to do um, and was just getting pissed off more and more as the match went on. And, um, Spoiler alert again, the Usos win, retain the titles. There's no spoiler. But the Street Profits are sitting there in the ring, and they looked genuinely like how I imagine I would feel if I lost a really big match that I genuinely cared about winning. So, yeah, just really good all around. But Jarrett did a phenomenal job refereeing. He was good at walking that line between just being a guy in the background but also being an enforcer when he needed to be like he kept enforcing the rules which actually made the match more interesting so yeah it, it he was on it out. jeff jarrett was basically the mvp of this weekend to be quite honest with you yep i think hands down in his hometown and i watched uh that that uh street profits match match to matt and uh i loved it montez is really put on great muscle mass he's looking great he's still got his all of his athleticism maybe even more and i love those tennessee titan uniform inspired uh outfits that they came out in it looked awesome on those guys doesn't dawkins have a football background too he probably does i don't know a ton about his background but dawkins has definitely toned up a little bit too 
Um, yeah, and he used to be a little uh, puffy, like, and his chops have gotten a lot better. Like his moves look a lot tighter than they used to. So, those guys as a tag team are really coming along. Based on how the match ended, I'm starting to get the vibe like they might split him off and have Montez do a singles run. Um, yeah, I don't know what that means for Dawkins, but I I guess we'll find out. Fire him! <laughs> oh, Vince, is he back? <laughs> well, he's lucky. Because he probably would get canned if Vince wasn't there. They'll probably keep around. He probably, because the talk yeah. is that he would. They were breaking him up, and he was probably going to get let go. You know, six months to a year from now. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see them doing kind of like a power couple between him and Bianca. Montez has the chops to do it on his own. I think he looks great. He's got the skills to be entertaining. I I think it. I, I honestly wouldn't mind if they did split him up a little bit, but I think maybe maybe he's loyal to his boy Dawkins. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Huh. But we we got to get to a little AEW uh, news real quick, too. We saw a hell of a dynamite this last Wednesday. It was pretty awesome start to finish, and probably the highlight was the Ricky Starks-Danhausen match that led off the show. It was for the FTW title. Uh, we were we were kind of like speculating throughout the show, going back and forth at each other. Like we had all of our theories and blah blah blah. Uh, but what we saw was Ricky Starks beat Danhausen. Super fun, nice little match. Then he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm ready to defend it again." And who comes out? That silky Hammond organ hits, <laughs> and it's hooks music, and it's like, "Oh shit, here we go." Love it. So Taz is torn. He's announcing. He's like, "Oh." boy and blah 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 and uh so did so hook uh did beat ricky starks if i remember correctly right oh yes so he has the ftw title nice little moment for taz to be like oh i'm seeing that like this is crazy which has been pretty cool Mm -hmm. i mean it's his belt really nice good shit um but i can't remember exactly what happened how how the events transpired to like the big punchline of what happened during this segment steve are you able to refresh our memories here a little bit or yeah sure um yeah so he fist bumped or shook hands or whatever with hook before he left so you know that was nice and then Mm -hmm. you know he was pretty emotional talking about how he's like kind of right fighting hard and it was like it was like a beautiful face turn like it's face turn yeah yeah it was so Mm -hmm. good and i was getting and this is what i loved about it like when wrestling gets you i'm sitting there like kind of caught up in the moment because he's emotional like i said to my wife who doesn't care but i still talk about wrestling i'm like oh this is the face turn and i'm getting so into it as he's talking about how you know like no shame in losing this. You know, he's worked hard. He elevated that belt. He brought it to like prom- prominence. And then Hobbs mm-hmm. just hauls out and lays him out. <laughs> yeah. And I swear, I like, I yelled out loud because I did not see it coming. And um, yeah, because it was just beautiful. And then, like, I mean, you just talk about the A plus face turn. Like that whole segment just, you know, Hook got what he needed out of it. Starks got out what he needed out of it. Hobbs, I mean, the whole thing was great. And even Taz, I think he said like one thing that was kind of like, it was obvious that Taz wasn't necessarily behind it. He was just as confused as anybody. So what's he going to do? You know, his son, I mean, Hobbs almost seems like he's left the, you know, Taz's group now. Because, mm-hmm. but um, it was perfectly done. And I mean, Starks was already headed towards a face turn because the fans love him because of his antics. Like when he does that, like strut on the top rope and stuff, he's just, he's awesome. Oh, yeah. He is so great. He's awesome. And I think um, this just, yeah, he's, he's going to be one of their next big stars. Oh, for sure. And I think this feud between Hobbs and Starks is a, is a great one. Cause like you said, Steve, it puts Taz in an interesting position. I mean, he's excited, obviously, hook winning. Like, you got to be proud as a dad. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, these two other guys that he's been coaching now since pretty much AEW formed, he, he's got some decisions to make. So I'm curious if he inserts himself into the storyline. Part of me hopes he doesn't um, because I think it would be better for Hobbs and Starks just to get all that FaceTime and TV time. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll see where they go with it. Um I think this is going to be the first time that we see Hobbs actually like, you know, either outspoken or on his own. So um, should be interesting. I almost feel like the whole team Taz has become kind of faces because there's nothing inherently 
the only thing that makes them heels is they take on faces in the past because there's not you mm-hmm. know starks is arrogant but likable hook is you know unabashed baby face so it's like I don't know. I felt like they already are like a quasi face team if, you know, tweener at best. So I could see Taz and the two stay good guys and Hobbs break off. But yeah, you're right. We'll see where it goes this week. I think Hobbs is in action on Wednesday. Hobbs is another one of those guys that has gotten a lot better. I don't know if he's like as excelled like what Charlie was saying about Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, uh, yeah. But he no, has gotten he's better. Great. Oh, he's doing but good. He, he had some good in, matches I, with like Keith Lee and yeah. I think that helped. Well, him. and then when CM yeah, was... Punk wants to work with you right away, that's a great compliment and probably yep. sees a lot of potential, and that's a real confidence booster for the kids. So, yeah, his trajectory could be. Um, we'll see where it's he's aimed next. So, another superstar that we're gonna have to keep an eye on. Oh yeah, for and sure, just... he's gonna be a top heel. Nice. They just yeah, do I a agree. nice job with that. Again, like, you know, people bitch about it. I think I bitched about this last week. But people bitch about AEW, like, oh, they get too many WWE guys, too many NXT guys. They're still staying the course with a lot of these dudes that, like, like well, they're building whole... up a lot of the guys that they've been building up all along. The mm-hmm. whole show was set for the young guys. Yeah. Hook got over. Hob- or, um, Starks got over. Uh, Garcia got over. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jungle Boy all, cut an amazing Jungle promo. Boy that was the over. best he's been on the all, mic yet. It was all yep. young guys, all yep. young guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's what all made young guys. Yeah, not to talk over to you, Charlie. Sorry about yeah, that. But I think uh, that's. I think that's what made this show so great. Because I mean, I was buzzing the whole time, and you know, normally we as text as a group while we're watching this, and nobody was really saying all that much because we were. Just, I was so into the show. And, you know, mm-hmm. you get to the end of the show, and you look back, you're like, man, they just, every segment, they just crushed it. Um, but I think a lot of it was, to your point, Charlie, a lot of it was the younger guys, AEW originals at that. Um, granted, there was mm-hmm. WWE guys mixed in, too. We saw Christian, you know, as part of that promo with Jungle Boy. But Jungle Boy's the guy who's getting over in all this. So yep. whatever whatever they did different this past week, if it truly was, like, focus on the young guys – keep doing that like in, insert the right. older guys or the wwe guys where you have to right like the name value does help but get the young guys over because that's what we get excited about great points boys and um i like that they're tightening up the screws leading into all out um they're they're on a great great uh trajectory right now and i'm excited uh i watched rampage too i'm excited for this trios tournament boys and oh, I'm going to yeah. say it, I think the early favorite for me, for the champs, the best friends. The first inaugural uh, trios champions. Because we're thinking Young Bucks and Kenny, blah, blah, blah. We're thinking Red Dragon. Charlie's Nobody's re- talking about Charlie's ready friends. to unload on Nobody's you. talking about Orange Cassie with the best friends. We love the best friends. They've always been great. OG's at that. And Orange is a guy who just, he needs a belt. He's awesome. What do you think, Charlie? You think I'm crazy? Did you see? Have you seen Brody King the last couple weeks? <laughs> you're, okay, you're exactly right. I forgot about him. You're totally right. You know about the, have you heard about the House of Sorry. Black? Are you fucking yeah, crazy? Yeah, my bad, bro. They're not going to put... Okay, okay, okay. I retract my statement. I retract my statement. I didn't... I forgot about the House of Black for one moment there. Yeah. Fair. I did I, too, honestly. Yeah, dude, no way. They have to. Yeah. Although, uh, yeah, although the House how, of Black how long is Murphy panic. out? Oh, good question. Then you know, yeah, is he Andrade, out? He's been out. On, oh, yeah. Well, he's probably yeah. Then Andrade comes back with um, <laughs> uh, Roosh, and then I don't know if Roosh could bring his brother in, Laredo, or not Laredo. Is it what's his brother's name? I can't remember his oh, brother's uh, name. Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee, and they fucking killed it in the ring out on show. Those three could go in. You Ooh. know, it's I'm That'd telling you, or even or if they bring what they should do is fucking bring. Bandito, and I'm telling you, Bandito, fucking had a had a week had a weekend, dude. Had a weekend. Has Bandito been part of the Los Ingobernables in the past? Like, would that be a fit? Okay, I mean, it Uh, it, it would work. No, he's yeah. No, it's I'm doing my events. He's Mexican. They're all Mexican (laughs) together. But the uh... but yeah, no, he hasn't. Yeah, but he was, you know, he's a stud anyway. You know, he's a Ring of Honor champ for a while, so. 
But I yeah. mean, that's maybe maybe it's me marking out just seeing them. But I was like, they better make sure that I would I would lock him up, dude. I I try to snag him, dude, because he he physically looks good, and he just wrestled like a machine. And he's coming back off of injury, so he's all healed up, ready to go. I'm telling you, awesome. They got yeah, options. I'm so excited just to see this bracket for the the trios because that'll that'll really tell the tale. Mm. Yep, exactly. I want to see the bracket, who's all in it. But yeah, I, yeah, Chuck and those guys aren't going to get there because you know the Young Bucks are going to be there. Red Dragon's going to be there. However, whatever combos like. I watched Being the Elite today, and they were teasing Hangman with them. So it's right. Yeah, there's you know they they might they might get to the second round, but that that'll be about it for them. Nice, yeah. I I just love those guys. I love yeah, same here. Yeah, jumpsuits yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know I've always loved the best friends. And oh they yeah, don't, I mean, they, I just, Cassidy's killing it. Yeah. They need. They need. I would love to see him with champ, but maybe they're uh, maybe they're just fine being awesome without gold around their waist. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe, down, maybe down the road, tag team champs. You know, maybe down the Hopefully. road. Maybe down the road they win the trios champs. But I think when you when you have an initial champ, yes. you gotta have some. You gotta have a strong champ like like Pac with that European thing they got. He's True. a strong champ. You gotta come out strong. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. You're totally right. I think I was a little wishful thinking, but thanks for setting me straight, bro. You're, you're all right, out. man. We all so, yeah, out. I was. <laughs> um, so we're getting kind of to the back end of the show. I think we covered it. It's been a great, fun show. I loved. I, I was so excited to jump on with you guys today, and this has been a great time. And we have a great promo from a guy named Joey. It could be his real name, Janella? could be not. Janelle? <laughs> he does listen. <laughs> This guy's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So he's a local listener. He says, oh, he he says, um, he sent us a ravishing Rick Rude, sticks it to Huntsville, uh, is the caption on this uh, clip. So that's great. Off to a great start. He says, yes, Rick Rude might be, might have been on steroids, but in retrospect, he is the best character created. Ladies, eat your heart out. Agreed, Joy. He is one of the best of all time. And uh, he's still got it. Or, no, he's dead, right? He's dead. He doesn't have anything. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't have anything, guys and gals. <laughs> but he does have a great promo here oh, he when he sticks it to Huntsville. Yeah. <laughs> most definitely. Let's send it over to Ravishing Rick Rude. This man is so arrogant. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly, Huntsville heifers, keep the noise down Uh while I take my robe off and show the ladies the sexiest man on God's green earth. Hit the music. Look at cameras are ready, McMahon. Yep. Now in just a second, you'll see why. what they see in him. Well, compare his physique with that of the Ultimate Warriors. is like, horseman, you're an ice cream. I deemed contestants change the judges the next day and have a totally different result. Well, there's a result right there, the rude awakening, that's for sure. As far as the... I think personally the Warriors are sore loser. Oh, my goodness. Ravishing Rick Rude did to the Warriors, digging right. behind him and laying him open, knocking him unconscious temporarily. When the Warriors never been like that. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Again. It's time for the Rude Awakening. Are you ready to give some lucky lady the Rude Awakening? Oh, that's the one? Oh, my God. No way, Bobby, not here. You know, I'm glad you said that because as I looked around here and I searched, there's nothing worthwhile. That tells you right there, McMahon, nothing in Huntsville. Well, this promo was alive and well, but rest in peace, Rick Rude. We love you. Great submission there, Joey. We um, we love hearing all of your great promos of the week that you send us. Um, if you want to send us yours, 
shoot it over to Facebook or Instagram, keep the kayfabe in our DMs, or keep the kayfabe 414 at gmail.com. What'd you think of that uh, promo, Matt? Ah, uh, it takes me back. My, my parents actively hated Rick Rude when I was a little <laughs> kid. I remember renting tapes from the video store watching like SummerSlam 92 and some of the older shows. And, um, you know, obviously I was a big fan of the Ultimate Warrior. I've talked about that a million times. But, you know, some of the guys on the mid card, I think back on like Ted DiBiase and, you know, Rick Rude being one of them. Man, my parents could not stand him. And it went beyond just like, you know, saying, oh, I hope he loses. Get him, get him. It was like you could tell they just despised this guy. Um, so whatever he was doing at the time, he was doing a really good job of it because it lives is, on. Oh, one of the all-time best villains, yeah. And he was a true ladies' man. As we learned at, uh, when we listened to Jake the Snake do his open mic at Club Garibaldi here in Bayview, Wisconsin. He uh, got around quite a bit with that size twenty-eight waist. I mean, his waist looked like just a, just something. But man, he had probably some great motion in the ocean, eh? Great bodybuilder, <laughs> and he and he was a fan of the coca. Yes, sir. Um, That's how you get that twenty-eight inch waist, baby? And I mean, when you can, uh, if you have your own spray art artist or uh, spray paint artist to do your 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 tights with women's faces on your ass and crotch area money just print the money baby i'd love to track down some of those uh tights i'd wear them to uh matt's bachelor party this weekend that'd be pretty fun yeah just show up one with with becky's face on my ass it would be a hell of a show i'll give you that (laughs) becky oh oh becky's wife they're just saying becky lynch is gonna be out for a few months i guess they were saying yeah. Oh, really? Shoulder. Yep. Yep. Becky's coming to the bachelor party? No, no, she's not. Okay. Nice. Well, we're looking forward to it, that's for sure. Uh, I'm trying to get my schedule clear so I can participate. And, um, yeah. Guys and gals, thank you so much for listening. It's been a great show. I had a ball, my boys, this week. Tune in each and every week. To keep the kayfabe, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. And as always, folks, leave us that five-star rating and hit us up, keeping it Triple H as always. And that is staying humble, staying hungry, and staying hard. Triple H. Woo! For the last time.